Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name's Helen. I'm Mel. And I'm Janet. If you're an avid listener and playing this episode the moment it drops, we are officially seven hours from 2021, if you're on the West Coast. It seems like everyone has been holding their breath, waiting for 2020 to end so that we can all close the door on this year. Though the three of us cannot agree more, we want to make sure we are entering 2021 thoughtfully versus running from 2020 like the burning dumpster fire that it felt like. Thinking ahead and setting resolutions for a new year is a common practice, but it can be incredibly beneficial to reflect on the past year before doing so. And as much as many of us may prefer to just forget about 2020, we want to ensure that we have not experienced this year in vain. Last year in episode 55, 2020, the year of ABG, we set some personal goals for ourselves. As we all know, 2020 had some goals of its own, and a lot happened this past year that threw a wrench in many people's plans. Are you ladies ready to do the potentially not-so-fun task of reflecting on this past year? Oh, gosh. I know. Let's do it. 2020! Woohoo! Bye! Bye, yeah. Bye, 2020. I know. Seriously. I'm excited to say bye. Uh, Just for some context for our listeners, it actually took the three of us quite a bit of time to prepare for this episode, Mm -hmm. and we were kind of on our kind of, you know... Working through, we're like, okay, what's the next episode? What's the next outline? Okay, we go, we'll record on Wednesday. And then late last night, we were like, shit, this is actually taking me a really long time. Um, you know, I think reflecting on a challenging and super eventful mm-hmm. year like 2020 was a big task. Um, and, and of course, then thinking forward to 2021 as well. What did I come up with? Ooh. I don't know. I, I'm excited. <laughs> me too, I'm me excited too. to yeah. hear this. I'm like, ooh, it's a coffee. <laughs> She's jittery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> My approach was I, I listened back on our episode 55 you know, where we talked about what we wanted to do in 2020. And I kind of listened to all the different things that, you know, I said like, oh, I want to do this. Do you want to do that? And then I tried to think about what was the overall theme of 2020 for me personally, for Janet. Um, and I think that 2020, it felt like a building year. I think that years from now, I'll look back on 2020 and realize how significant it really was. I think that as much as I logically recognize that it was a very unique year where uh, many life-altering things happened for the world, for ABG, and for me personally, I'm not sure I fully, I have fully emotionally processed everything Mm, yet. mm -hmm. Um, And while it's been a full year and during that year I have felt feelings, I think that a lot of what I have felt and experienced this year will have a lasting impact on my psyche and emotions for years to come. Um, So even though 2020 was a year filled with many obstacles, I also did feel like it was a year where there were a lot of opportunities to build and grow uh, for ABG and for myself personally. I feel like the theme of this year was putting in the work and ultimately seeing the fruits of that labor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yummy. (laughs) One of the key things that um, I said in, in our episode 55 that I was focusing on for 2020 That wasn't like a direct tangible goal, but was more of like, um, I wanted to answer this question. And the question was, what type of life do I ultimately want for myself in the future? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I reflected back on this year and kind of what took a lot of my mental and emotional energy, it was kind of looking for a life partner, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So this year I turned 35 and while at the beginning of 2020, I did set goals for dating, um, I didn't realize how much not having a, a life partner at this point in my life was going to affect me this year. Now, I know that finding someone is not going to solve all my problems and um, that if I were even to be in a relationship this past year, it could have meant experiencing more problems. But when I think about many of the underlying challenges of this year, personally for me, they seem to tie back to the feeling of this deep sense of loneliness and yearning for a life partner. Mm. So I did talk about in 
episode 55, what were my like specific goals for dating? I said I wanted to be more vulnerable and open. I wanted to be more deliberate about who I meet up with. And I wanted to lengthen the amount of time um, I would take on each potential partner, right? So in terms of being more vulnerable and open, um, when I reflected back on 2020, I think I did do that. Mm. And um, there was, at the beginning of the year, Helen introduced me to one of her awesome high school friends. Hello, <laughs> if you're listening. I don't know if he listens, um, or to all the episodes, and if he will happen to listen to this Y'all one. Y'all are not together right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually, I think, one of the more recent uh, like potential partner things, I guess you could call it, where I actually actively was like, oh, I think I'm feeling things. Mm. And I let myself kind of admit that I like him. Yeah. And I think that's really hard to do in today's dating landscape, right? Mm -hmm. And in 2019, (laughs) I did have maybe like one or two other experiences like that, but they always felt like, ooh, it wasn't like like that person wasn't ready or or whatever it was, right? So this, you know, it obviously didn't work out, but I think the fact that I could be that I was actively able to be vulnerable enough to feel something and to be able to admit it was kind of achieving that goal of like being a step closer to finding my ultimate partner. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick question. Who's the person that you were dating in the last episode? Because you said he, you had gone on like three dates with him. Yeah, yeah. It was, I think it was the guy that I met uh, that I told you guys about who um, I had gone on like three dates and I really liked him. And then I realized I that remember. he was not, like I brought up like seeing other people mm. and he was like not ready to not do that. Mm. And he's like, but I like you. But I'm like, but at this point in my life, I need more than like commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need yes. commitment. Um, so yeah, with that, with that instance, I was able to feel things as well. But I think that was also a year. That was like way earlier or like the end of 2019, I think. It yeah, was. And then it had been many months and I hadn't kind of experienced anything. And then your friend came along and I kind of, you know, then I was like, wow, I actually think I really like mm-hmm. him too, you know, mm. but um, I actually remember both guys, the 2019 guy, I felt like it was like, he was trying to be more casual and with yes, Helen's yeah. friend, he was more deliberate. Yeah. Uh, trying to yeah. figure out if this is something. And like, he was also very intentional with the dates he set with, you know, I was like, yes. I remember being in the car and Janet's like, oh, he's texting me about, you know, doing blank. And I was like, wow, that's, that's really nice. Like I yeah, haven't heard yeah. a guy do that in a long time. Yeah. I think, and that's the thing too, is like when you have someone who you're potentially feeling things for mm-hmm. and there's uh like like actions that show he's also ready to commit just maybe you're not the right person or it's yeah. not the right time that feels though it's like okay you're you're starting to see the right people though, yeah you know? that makes sense. yeah uh, so yeah in terms of being deliberate about who i wanted to meet up with uh, as number two for dating um well hi pandemic kind of helped me do that right yeah. <laughs> i wasn't really able to meet up with anyone but even even so i think that even in swiping i found that i was more deliberate this year mm. i was a lot quicker in making decisions like in the past i think i was still kind of like yeah, I mean, like I was kind of giving more people a chance. This year, I swiped left a lot, um, and it was mostly in this. The my compass was like I really was more focused on the priority of a serious relationship and wanting family. So there is like a a tag I think in like Hinge and maybe Bumble where they're like, "Do you want a family? Mm-hmm. Or like, mm-hmm. um, do you want kids?" And anyone who said no, I was like automatic left. No matter how great the rest of their like, I didn't even read the rest of it. Yeah. Their photo could have been amazing, the job, whatever. <laughs> they said jaw. Yeah, <laughs> jaw. That works too. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, if he wasn't ready to settle down, um, I I just kind of was very, I, I swiped left. So I think being more deliberate in that sense, like, was also something that I felt myself kind of naturally doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my third goal, kind of lengthening the timeline that I would talk, like, kind of making sure that I go on multiple dates with a person versus, like, making a call after date one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have done that. And to be honest, I haven't talked to too many people in 2020. But the few that I have, I think because it's moved to a more virtual before in person, mm-hmm. if, if in person at all, mm-hmm. um, and always socially distant uh, or taking precautions and masks. Um, yeah, I think I, I always kind of tried to give it that minimum two to three meetups before yeah. like making a call. I remember from 2019, you were saying that you were just not really emotionally open to yeah. dating out of fear and you were very protective, so you wanted to practice vulnerability. And the more that I just hear you talk about like this past year and what you've been going through, it feel I feel like I am hearing in a very empowered woman that is out there and that is like, I'm gonna go find the guy that, you know, is is right for me. And I think at this, you know, at your age of where you are now, like these things are really important to you. And mm-hmm. this is like at the top of your priority list, because you do wanna have a family, you do wanna, you know, do that stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> And um, I think just hearing you talk about this the way that you are, like, I'm really happy to hear that you've gotten to this place from where you were last year. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I think think one of the biggest things was also, like, being able to 
feel like um, getting rejected is not a reflection of my personal self-worth, yeah. right? I think because now I'm at a, I personally feel like, okay, I am less swiping a lot more or, you know, not looking for someone, not because of who they are, they're not attractive or they're not amazing, but it's like, they're not looking for the same things. Mm -hmm. So the more that I, I'm making those decisions, I'm like, that's legit that another person might be making that decision about me as well mm -hmm. based on like situation, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that was a, a huge part, I think, of, of 2020 for me. Another thing that was that was really big was ABG. Mm -hmm. I feel like ABG was a huge, like, it. there was big things happened for ABG in 2020. And then if I think about just my Janet's little corner and how that affected her experience, um, it was a lot of things, right? But in terms of kind of thinking about my... Uh, where I was coming from and what I maybe was thinking of in the beginning of 2020. One of the reasons I was slightly nervous about going into ABG full-time was the pursuit of being a quote-unquote entrepreneur. When we started going in full-time, we knew that there was potential mm -hmm. to get a lot of work coming in, but we weren't quite at the point of having lots of work. Mm -hmm. um, and although I wanted us to pick up traction, obviously because I wanted us to succeed, I was also a little bit nervous about what that might mean for a work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And we've done a lot to try to be very communicative and maintain work-life boundaries and balance. But to some degree, I think I've come to terms that in order to achieve what I ultimately want and what we ultimately want ABG to become, it will require some of this grind, right? Mm -hmm. But for a finite period of time. Mm -hmm. So by my standards, I think that we have been actually working a lot this year. Um, and I think that with quarantine especially, it feels like I'm just almost always working like mm -hmm. it wasn't even when we were like hey you should log off and do yoga or something I'm just like the default behavior because we're just stuck inside is like I just felt like I was always on my computer yeah. and like always doing like I was eating and then on my computer I was watching a show and on my computer but for me I think it was accepting that hey there are actually parts of this grind that I really enjoy and mm -hmm. the ultimate goal of what we're working towards is something that I believe in um, and I think what helped me disattach from that fear of going into this like intense mode is knowing that this is not going to be forever, mm -hmm. right? Like that this is a requirement for the beginning phases of something. Because when I think about like, and I said kind of my 2020, I was going back to the answer to that question, what type of life do I ultimately want for myself? I was a little nervous because I'm like, I don't want an entrepreneurial yeah. life, right? Because ultimately when I think about the life I want for myself, I want to minimize the time that I spend sitting in front of a computer, answering emails, project managing, creating processes and systems. I mean, I don't mind that work now because it serves a larger purpose of what we do. But my ultimate goal is to spend more time of my day creating things and interacting with people and ultimately when I have a family being present for them. Mm. Um, and also just like I think as a I know, Helen, you're saying like efficiency person, right? Like I yeah. I started thinking about, like when I kind of was in UX and we're going from agency to in-house, like I wanted to minimize the amount of work that I was doing for maximum output, right? Mm -hmm. So that I could yes. do other things. Um, but now I, I understand that like in order to get to that place, I have to set like whatever we're doing right now is setting the structure in place for that, right? Yes. Um, and so, but that's also for me to hold myself accountable because I've also seen a lot of entrepreneur type people or people who are love to work in that way and they just kind of continue. And that's fine too. I think that that is every person's values and their personality works differently, mm -hmm. right? What I've learned for myself is like, I would prefer ultimately a more balanced life, but I want one with a certain type of meaning or I want to do certain things. And mm -hmm. at this point in my life, I'm willing to commit to the amount of work to hopefully get to that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess like, how do, you, how do you feel with the work that you're doing now compared to last year? Yeah. Because yeah. last year was like just as busy, but you weren't yeah. working towards something that, you know, you're creating. Yeah. How does it feel now? Uh, it's very, very different. I think, I mean, here's the thing too also, like I think people fantasize and I will definitely say I was guilty of this when I was younger that when you go and start doing your own, building your own company, mm -hmm. it's going to be like so fun all the time or you should be inspired all the time. But work is still work, yep. right? Like putting in work is still work. So the things that you, and this is why I was kind of like, be deliberate to think about what you don't like about your job because mm -hmm. some of not liking the work is like, that is just work, right? Whether you're working on your own thing or not, like it's going to require that. Mm -hmm. So of course, like a lot of the like, dealing with a certain level of stress and a certain level of overwhelm or whatever it is, like that still existed yeah. this year the way it did last year. Yeah. But um, the content of what we're doing, I ultimately, I, at least for myself, I think that when the purpose of what we're doing is something that I feel personally tied to, because I used to think it's just something I have to believe in. Mm -hmm. But actually it's like, no, do I feel personally tied to it, right? Because like I believe in ending world hunger, but if I like was working towards that, would I feel still quite as fulfilled 
Not quite. I think something when it's like this is our brand Mm -hmm. and it's something that we are contributing to specific people that I see in my DMs or that we see at meetups. Like there is something about that that just feels like, okay, I see why. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But but yeah, it's not to say that there haven't been just as I haven't had just as stressful periods. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, listening back to your last episode for the resolutions for 2020, you had just left your job and you said the next thing that you could do might be like a part-time role or a contract role. And it's like, hello, ABG oh became the thing. And I remember you said that you wanted something more creative and to help people. And it makes me, again, just feel like so happy for you that that is exactly what you are doing right now with this full-time role. No, you're very right, Helen. I actually, and this was something I noted in uh, when I was listening back to episode 55, um, I think like around midway through the episode, I did talk about feeling like I'm at another impasse Mm -hmm. where um, every four or five years, like once I get into something, I then feel like there's some some form of change that happens. And 2020 or 2019 uh, was the brink of the year where, okay, I've been doing UX for like about four to five years now. This is usually when I would like kind of pivot and I was like, I don't know what that next pivot will be. And I was listening to that and getting chills and kind of like, ooh. Because yeah. at the time we recorded, we didn't, we had jo- jokingly talked about going full-time mm-hmm. with ABG, but it was never, it wasn't a very serious consideration yeah. until months later. Uh-huh. So I listened to that. I was like, shit, I was foretelling that. Yes, like something's going to change. Something's going to, like, yes, you're going to completely change into another thing again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I listened to the past two mm-hmm. years, actually, of resolution. So if anyone is curious, this is episode 34, 54, and 55. And the last two years, Janet, you had mentioned that um, with like alcohol, you always tried this like dry January, dry months thing. Is that something that is still part of your resolutions for this year? Yeah, that is a very good question. Um, It is for 2021. Mm. And for 2020, I had entered the year um, uh, dry. So I had made another resolution to to starting January 1st, I stopped drinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lockdown happened. Mm -hmm. And um, in March, I uh, started drinking again. I won't lie. It was a little bit like, ah, fuck, what am I doing? And am I, you know, trying to figure out my relationship with alcohol? Um, And to be transparent with our listeners, like I I did start um, going to a therapist again and uh, virtually and, and kind of Basically, I'm like actively trying to always readjust my relationship with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, and 2020 was a year where that um, kind of went up and down and it's still an adventure. It is something that I would say for moments in 2020, I liked my relationship with alcohol and then there were moments that I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 2021, I am trying to figure out how to ultimately address that continuously. So yeah. for anyone out there who is trying to figure out their relationship with a substance, Um, or, you know, whatever it is, know that you're not alone. And one of my biggest suggestions for you is finding a community for support. And that can be a community in terms of a group or a community in a person. Because I found for me that actually working with a therapist Mm. um, or even with a counselor, just someone to kind of like talk through and set goals and hold you accountable, but also to be open and flexible to you changing your goals and and changing uh, whatever that is, uh, was incredibly helpful for me. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So that was, I didn't expect that to go on for so long I had words scribbled down so thank you ladies for and listeners for the patience of listening <laughs> I, I, I like I'm like I love listening to this stuff because I'm like I can see the growth because we're like we hang out all the time yeah so it's hearing the things that are most important to you and understanding you on just like this bigger scale of like what it what is going through Janet's mind so thank you for sharing that yeah thank you guys for listening or thank you ladies for listening <laughs> oh yeah that was a 2020 thing yeah. <laughs> don't say guys say <laughs> ladies ladies yeah. for everyone or y'all y'all yeah being very sensitive but for good reason yes, yes. Hey everyone, it's Mel, and if you listen to our previous episodes, you know that when it comes to ABG, I handle social media, but here's a situation that happens a lot during the job. After hours of crafting the perfect Instagram post design, I realize I also need something similar on our Instagram stories, but the dimensions are off, way off. Then I'm spending more time reformatting everything. This was definitely a rinse-repeat process for me until I found Issue. With Issue, I can make it once and it's ready to post everywhere. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications, from brochures to magazines and more. With Issue, you create it once and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website and social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can also help you make animated Instagram stories. 
Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you will get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code ABG. That's issuu.com slash podcast and use promo code ABG at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ABG. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. And how about Miss Mel Mel? Are you ready for this? No. Mel's covering her face because we actually we talked a little bit about oh, this in prepping I'm this episode. Nervous. Yo, I'm and ready. She had, <laughs> she's hiding in her shirt right now. Okay. Taking a big swig of my coffee. Yeah, 2020 was a big year for Mel. Oh. Yeah. It's okay, Mel. Come out of your shirt. Come out of your yeah. shirt. We're here for you. I wore my makeup just so I could prevent myself from crying too much today. Girl, you're uh, restarting. No fuck. Um, okay, so prepping for this episode, I definitely cried a lot. I'm going to start, uh, I kind of divided my reflection um, into two parts. I said good and could be better. Okay. I wasn't writing bad, but I was like, I don't want it to say bad. Yeah. It could be better. So I'll start with good. I kept it pretty um, concise. So on the good front, I wrote, you know, just despite everything going on, I'm actually really satisfied with things on the external front. So the two external things I thought about was my friends. You know, with the pandemic going on, I actually feel really fortunate for my different groups of friends to spend time virtually with. Like, on the weekends, I always had someone to call or spend time with. Like, whether it's playing Among Us with my hometown friends, because all of them play, which is amazing. Or, like, movie nights we have, like, with just our friends in L.A. I think that really was something I looked forward to. And we've been watching Over the Moon, or we watched um, some other movies and had Panda Express. So just, like, things like this, I just Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, it's nice to have these little moments. Because we actually never watched movies before during the pandemic at someone's house. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. Like, we, no, we would just drink and, like, go out to the club or go out to the bar. So I think those weekends were really significant for me. And from an ABG front, I kind of just thought about the whole year and the type of work we do. As an overall, I also feel pretty good and proud of what we accomplished this year. You know, we went full-time, and despite the natural growing and transition pains, I genuinely enjoyed the work that we do. Like, I think Janet said, like, you know, there's days where it feels like work. It is work, and I won't love everything we do, but for the most part, I genuinely like the work that we do. And on the weekends, even though I do put in extra hours, I don't mind it. Like, at my last jobs, I would be like, oh, I have to do this. Like, oh, I have to do that. And I just, it felt more like a, I have to do this, versus like, oh, okay, I should do Like, I don't mind doing this. Like, that kind of feeling, and... I think it's because I genuinely love having a brand that I could call my own. And I think for me, transitioning to ABG, the idea of it wasn't scary for me. It was because I think this is something I've been wanting for so long. Mm. So when I think about going into it, I'm like, I've been wanting this for so many years and ha- finally having it, it was like really good. And I think if anything, 2020 taught me that ABG is what I should and want to be doing. And I don't see myself again, working anywhere else, despite the pains of growing this business. That's natural. That's part of the process. But ABG front, I'm really satisfied. And also this year that I really enjoyed is that we brought on a, a team. We, yeah. we have two interns now that join our team, um, a video intern and a social media intern. And one thing I learned about myself is I love working with people. Mm-hmm. And we have touch bases with our interns twice a week. Um, and I love spending that hour or even two hours with her just to talk about strategy and learn about her. And so once we brought people onto our team, I felt like, oh, this is what also what I like and what I'm good at. Because I think about our episode we did, um, it was like the working styles or working personalities. And I scored really high for I for influence. I was like, yeah, this is exactly why I like working with the team. I'm so mm-hmm. people driven. So I think that kind of just like whenever I have moments of like, oh, realizations love, oh, that is me or that this is what I like to do. It makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So ABG front, I can't complain. There's other great things that went on this year I think Janet talked about, but I'm going to save that for a future episode. The thing that really got to me with this year or like the part that was difficult for me to, to I guess, admit 
um, was that this year actually was not my best year. So under my could be better section. Oof. You got oh. this. It's okay. Hey, Mel. It's, I think this is, this is hard, yeah. hard stuff to reflect on the things that you want to work better on. Yeah. I think a lot of times when people do self-reflections, they're like, okay, what do I do well on? And then they just move yeah. on to resolutions. But for you to take the time to really address things that have been difficult for you yeah. is hard to admit to yeah. and own up to and want to work better on thanks for saying that for me i so on the internal i said mel friend i said this was a tough year psychologically for me um i realized 2020 was the year i was the meanest i've ever been to myself um i think i like to think i'm a pretty like upbeat type of person when it comes to my self-confidence confidence and how i value myself and like i love being that bubbly person that people see and i still am but it was definitely a struggle this past year Mm -hmm. i said um I think with the lockdown, I believe everyone was affected in some shape or form, you know, some worse than others. I said for me, transitioning into a new job and not having access to activities that would make me happy and give me a sense of independence. Like, for example, I mentioned before, like on the weekends, I used to go to coffee shops and work or eat out and watch movies and explore different places all on my own. Um, Not having that radically declined my happiness and unveiled a lot of my insecurities. Mm. Like, I do believe, you know, when you're genuinely happy, it's easier for you to be confident in yourself because you're satisfied with who you are. And I wasn't happy and satisfied with who I am. After some reflection, you know, as much as I love doing ABG and feeling satisfied with the work, because I do love the work, you know, I genuinely love what we do. I developed negative thought patterns and bad habits um, that kind of correlated with ABG because of my unveil, unveiling of my insecurities. Um, I guess two examples I could um, share is that, you know, I am a people pleaser. And when I think about where did this unveiling of insecurities, where did it start? I think it really started in the start, in the beginning of the pandemic in March. You know, it was really unfortunate to see our community hit with all the xenophobic, you know, injustices and just like really derogatory comments to our community. And it did affect me. But I think at that time we were all transitioning, trying to figure out like we just moved full time to ABG and like what's going on with the COVID, like, COVID situation? Like how's everyone like handling it? And at that time, as we we're trying to figure out our own situation, like we got flooded with like DMs and comments saying, have you seen this? Oh my God, like, what are you doing? What do you guys, what you guys should say something and all of this, you should, you should, you should. You know, I think in the episode, in this, and we talked about what was going on with COVID on our front and what we think about, what we think we should be doing for the community. Um, despite sharing what we were going through and processing at the time, I felt like I actually wasn't doing enough. And that led me to believe that I actually wasn't enough in my mm. role as a person, as someone who wants to, be someone in this community just as Mel. And that mentality of me not being enough just stayed with me since March. And I think um, the feeling of not being enough is probably my biggest insecurity. I tried so hard to fight, like growing up too. And so that, that situation just kind of silenced me a little bit. And I kind of just like felt myself going into this shell of a person where it's like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to do anything because I'm just not enough. Everything I do is just not going to be enough. And um, this insecurity of not being enough just trickled into other things of my life. Like I felt myself, you know, nationally with ABG growing and doing video and, and just growing as a brand. I felt myself developing the negative habit of comparing myself to you two. I think it's quite, maybe it's normal, it's natural. Um, comparing um, that bad habit as something I used to do um, a few years ago when I didn't feel like I was successful enough or doing all these things my other peers are doing it was something I did fight like a few years ago and I felt like I got over it but it came back again this year and I felt myself um looking at our videos and um like feeling not pretty enough um and I remember having a conversation with my friend Justin and sharing with him like I feel this is my insecurity I can't help but think that I'm not pretty enough I know it's so it's so stupid in some ways but he was like Mel I want you right now to list everything you like about yourself, like physically. And all I could say was, I like my hair. I like my skin. And uh, you got a nice ass. Shut up. (laughs) You know that. And I got a nice ass. (laughs) Um, And a beautiful smile. Beautiful eyes. Yeah. But I, it was just like in those moments, I'm like, shit. Like I really, and then after I said, I like my hair and I like my skin, I just started literally going down my body in my face and saying I hate this I don't like this or this could this needs work and I just I don't know I just it's just a terrible terrible habit to develop and 
then I and then of course on the podcast front, like I listened to myself and yeah, this is just me crying this whole freaking section. But I I start feeling like I'm not articulate enough. You know, I I'm so aware of my lacking in the way I speak. Like, trust me, I'm like, oh, I talk too fast, or oh, I have so much spit down there, oh, like I have a list, <laughs> all these freaking things. Um, but it's also hard when now that um, it comes with the job, you know, we get comments and reviews, people telling, people saying, I hate that girl's voice, or she sounds so stupid, or she sounds in, like not intelligent. And, you know, I'm the type of person that's like, damn, that shit fucking sucks. I Google, I literally Googled right after I see those comments, like articulate, articulation exercises and things just to improve, you know, I know it's something I want to work on too, but I think when someone calls out your insecurity, you're like, I know. Yes. Thank you. Like, I already know that's my scar. I'm working on it. But I think in general, like this insecurity of comparing, I just found myself nitpicking at every little thing that I do. And even though... I would vent to you too, which I really appreciate. Like you guys, this cry session right now, dude, they felt they had, they've heard this so many times in 2020 and they would encourage me. But the problem is, even though they're telling me all these things, I just did not believe them at all. My, my thought process just, I was like, no, I don't. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I just don't believe you like internally. And I guess overall, I will say 2020, I, my confidence took a huge hit. And I was listening back to, uh, I think, uh, the last episode of, uh, it was, sorry, it was episode 55. And I said something about, um, I want 2020 to be an easy stepping stone into my 20s. And I literally laughed out loud. I was like, LOL, what a joke, because this is not easy. You know, this, I feel like this is not an easy stepping stone. It's like, if anything, I'm like, in the stranded island, be like, how the fuck do I get there? <laughs> and To your 30s, to your 30s. To my 30s. Um, I will say though, even though I'm like crying cause I just feel all this stuff. I, I'm still Mel and I can still laugh and have good days. Like this morning we were laughing and have a good, having a good time, but I just feel like I'm a different version of me that needs a lot of tending yeah. too. So that is my reflection of 2020 and let me blow my phone. Aww. Like Helen had said before, it is really challenging to be vulnerable yeah. on, um, any type of platform yeah. and you do it so naturally um, and I think that is like that is a gift right but it, in terms of like this year being challenging I know yeah and I there were many times where you know you would call or like in person we would have conversations and I could feel like it did take me back to periods in my life where I also felt really really like just lost in who I was as a person right um, and I think for you Mel because like, I think the time when you're going, your late 20s is, and I don't, I'm just speaking from personal experience for myself, but that was a time when I felt probably the lowest about myself that I had ever in my life. So I like, I empathize a lot with what you're going through. And in my mind, I'm like, damn, she's going through this and running a company with us. Like, that is something I feel like oftentimes you do not give yourself enough credit mm-hmm. for um, what you're doing and where you are in life and all the circumstances in your life and how you're balancing them. Um, and I know you know that on a logical level because it will tell you. Yeah. Um, but to your point, it is it is getting to the point where you can actually believe that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you can recognize it logically is usually the first step of someone like eventually you will, you will start to feel that. Because in my experience, it's like I always – understand a thing for or I always like logically get it first and then my feeling and my belief will follow after Mm. you know and it might take a little bit of time but if you're already thinking it you'll eventually get there yeah Yeah. and I think the when I hear you talk like I literally feel like I could have I was in your position in my late 20s and like you both know this like I even like the physical things and the the pressure and feeling like you you were not enough like that was my like a huge thing for me mm-hmm. in 20 like 19 yeah. mm-hmm. and it was it is a very difficult place to be in but the more i like when i hear you talk i can't help but smile because i know you're going to come out of this mm-hmm. super strong and like janet was saying it does take you being able to acknowledge what is going on in your life so that you can fix it and talk about it and put it out into like the world of this is what I want to work on. Mm-hmm. That's the first step. And that is the hardest step. And we're here for you. Like yeah. no matter what you go through, it's going to be a difficult journey. Mm-hmm. You are brushing the surface of it because you're talking about it openly now. And that's the most difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not going to be easy. But I think as you are going through the processes of learning how to love yourself, mm-hmm. we're going to be here to catch you. Yeah. No matter what. Uh, no, I really appreciate you ladies saying that. I think for me, like... I think when I mentioned earlier, like, my external, yeah, I'm good. Because I feel like, 
despite feeling this way, I do go to you both as examples of how I can how I can see my future looking in some ways. Yeah. Like I know you both have gone through things and these are things that I actually mentally always know. Like I know that you guys both went through shit yourself and to see you guys come out so confident and strong. I'm like, I know I have faith. I will, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's also nice to like talk to you both. Like, how did you handle this? Yeah. How did you go through this? Because I think I need, I, I appreciate that guidance. You both naturally give me as the young one. So it's like, even though I feel the pressure of like feeling like I need to ca- run with you alongside you both. I, it comes with it's like pros. Like I could have someone to always call on when I need help. And I always call on you both when I need help. So I do appreciate you both being there for me. So I know it's a difficult year, but I do have faith. I will also come out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. I know a lot of us ladies put a lot of time into our skincare, making sure our face looks good. And a lot of times our hair gets neglected. Only recently did I start putting effort into my hair care, making sure I use color protection for my dyed hair, heat protection for my overly processed hair, and frizz maintenance to smooth it all out. I've been using Function of Beauty, which is the world's first fully customizable hair care brand with formulations made specifically for you. Here's how it works. All you need to do is take a quick quiz online and tell them about your hair goals. You can even choose the color and fragrance you prefer. Function of Beauty's team will determine the right blend of ingredients to meet your hair needs and have the custom formula delivered right to your door. They send it in a super cute bottle with a shampoo or conditioner or treatment in your favorite color. My latest bottle is this beautiful, soothing yellow color and it smells amazing. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com abg to take your quiz and save 20% on your first hair care order. Go to functionofbeauty.com abg to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 20% off your hair care order. That's functionofbeauty.com abg. Um, well, thank you, ladies, for your words of encouragement. You know I always hold it dearly in my heart, and we'll remember this as I enter the new year. Um, but we have Helen, and I want to hear about your reflection of 2020. So for this exercise of reflecting on my past year, I am actually going to give more of a summary of the major events that sort of defined my 2020. So I listened back to the past two to three episodes of where we did the reflections and resolutions, um, and I actually got really emotional listening back to my younger self. Uh, in 2018, this was when I was still at my past job, I basically said, I'm only going to have one goal in 2019. And we're going to play that part back so you can hear it. Well, I think this podcast actually helped to reveal one of the core reasons why I feel so impassioned to like excel at my job. And I think it's for women. It's to be a person of color of Asian descent in management in a company where there isn't a lot of female Asian representation. Mm-hmm. So my biggest goal, sorry, hashtag aim, hashtag, yeah. what was the other word? <laughs> focus, focus, focus achievement <laughs> um, is to get promoted this year. So I'm putting that out into the universe. Yes. That's something that uh, I want to happen. Um, and that would happen around August. So... We'll see if that does happen. We'll listen to this in August and we'll see where we're at. I could be really sad and looking for another job or I could be really (laughs) happy in my own job. (laughs) That itself, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is such a big goal just because of all the challenges that come with it that I almost didn't want to set other goals for my... Sorry, I'm going to say goals because naturally (laughs) that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, of course. Think about aim. But yeah, in my mind, I didn't want to set anything else because I didn't want to fail at those other things knowing how much work this is going to take. I think the level of excitement and hope I had in my voice is very chilling to hear because fast forward to the third quarter of 2019, I didn't get that promotion. And fast forward to today, I still don't have that promotion. And I thought at that moment that if I got this promotion, it would fix everything. I thought that once I reached my goal, it would fix me. So not getting the promotion became the most devastating thing that happened to me in 2019. And between the end of 2019 and the first quarter of 2020, I went through a lot of reevaluating. If you listen to episode 55, the 2020 resolutions, I was actually really sick, like super nasally, physically sick, but internally I was also very sick. And I did a good ass job of hiding it. And the weird thing about mental health is that you can't see it on the surface, right? Mm. And during that time, I was in a very toxic relationship with myself. I didn't feel, I didn't think, I was robotic. I had incredibly low self-esteem and low self-worth. 
I could be the biggest cheerleader to a friend and the worst enemy to myself. And when I say this, I think about what you're going through, Mel. Um, I was also really, really sad. And only maybe like two or four, four people at that time in the world knew what I was going through. So I was also very lonely. So at the end of 2019, you know, I went to therapy and it was the toughest shit ever. Like that experience, I would say, defined my tumultuous beginning to 2020. Like, do you know why there's tan colored Kleenex? Oh, no. No. It's because once you use up all the white Kleenex and reach the end of the Kleenex box, the tan Kleenex is there to remind you to refill that shit. Mm. So I went through a lot of tissues and I owe my therapist like a lot of tissue boxes, but I basically cried out like 32 years of tears uh, in therapy, something that I didn't know I needed for so long. Um, And so, yeah, fun fact. But at the end of 2020, I think a lot of people had told me that this past year was a tough one for me that they've seen a lot of growth and transformation and that it it couldn't have been easy. And yes, I will say that it was one of the most trying and challenging years. But for this episode, the more and more I've reflected on my 2020, I'm like, this was maybe one of the easiest. Like, how can it be both, right? The hardest, the most challenging and the easiest. And I'll tell you how. (laughs) And it's because I feel like I finally found this stability inside of me, like this feeling of contentment, of not raging to find purpose, not raging to get get out of my body, not raging to escape reality. I feel weirdly content at my core. And I've never been able to say that before. Mm-hmm. And when you're content, I think like you were saying, Mel, like anything that comes at your way in life begins to feel pretty easy. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that this past year was was crazy. In addition to therapy, you know, I left my 10-year finance job with benefits, a stable income and a support system. And all of us pursuing ABG full-time, that was just back in March. And I remember we, you know, uploaded our first YouTube video and we got like a $50 check a month later. And we're like, that's not enough to survive on. Like, is this the right decision, you know? But going back to that audio that I played from the episode 55 um, about how I wanted to get the promotion because I wanted to represent for Asian women out there, like how crazy is it that we're doing it now? And we're, and we're doing it on a much grander scale than the one goal I had for myself in all of 2019. Mm. So the way that I see it, we've become a voice for so many Asian women in many different industries, not just in finance and not just in one company. And, and to me, looking back on 2020, it's crazy how life works in such weird ways to still get you what you wanted all along. Mm. Ugh, feelings. My voice is quivering because oh, it's hard to talk about feelings for me. So I would say that the two lessons I learned in 2020, one, life is too damn short to be spending it trapped in your own psyche and living for someone else's expectations of you. You got to figure out your core values and set your own path to live out those values. And two, and this, this is one of the seven habits of highly effective people, the book, begin with an end in mind. Don't spend your life working aimlessly, tackling whatever job is at hand. Have a vision for the future and align your actions accordingly to make it into a reality. Don't wait till you miss out on a promotion year to learn that for yourself, like I did. Yeah. That was so beautiful. <laughs> I started crying hearing Helen's reflection because, well, two things. It's kind of crazy how the world the world works. Mm-hmm. Like, in some ways, you're, you, you weren't supposed to get that promotion at the job. Because I feel like, in some ways, it sounds really lame or maybe crazy. The universe promoted you instead. Oh! oh put that on a t-shirt, right? <laughs> I like that no, promotion. No, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think mm. you would have been like, let's say you got the promotion. I feel like you would have been a great example for that company, but like the world needs you for other things, mm. much bigger, bigger things. That's why you didn't get the promotion, but also maybe in some weird way that you had to go through all that shitty ass stuff in 2019, because even for me, like I got emotional hearing you talk. It's like, I need that example for me when I'm going through something tough, you know, mm. so you made it out. So it's like, for me, that's like, oh, cool, she did it. Like, I know she went through a, like, a hard time because I was there. And it's like an encouragement to other people. It's like, you could also get through it by doing all these things. But what I went through. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think it. Um, a lot of it is being just very honest with yourself about the things that you deal with. I think a lot of 2020, like even listening back to my 2018 resolutions for 2019, they were all external related. It was mm. like, I want to, I don't know, cook more. I want to get a pull up. I want to like all of these external things. And I remember during that time, you ladies had very good like internal things like journaling, therapy. And I was just like, ooh, ooh what's that? What's that? You know, like <laughs> I want to do that too. And I realized that I was coming up with those external goals for myself because they were distractions to what I really needed to do, which was focus on myself Mm. and figure out what it is internally that I need to work on, not externally. That was a huge 
learning point for me um, to be where I am today. It's like you you need to make these resolutions to fix the parts of yourself that you're most afraid of. Hmm. I mean, I wrote this to you on your birthday card, but like to learn about kind of the things that you were struggling with in tw- in the end of t- 2019 and to see you now in 2020 is like, I think is amazing. Um, I think it did take an incredible amount of strength and bravery to go through all of the different changes that you went through. Um, and sometimes there's, it's like when it rains, it pours, they say that. Um, but I think it, like Mel said, I think it's for a reason, mm-hmm. you know? And when you say, when you were playing back that, that audio, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting because to your point, like you did achieve, in some ways you're on the path to achieving that goal, just not with the, not in the way that you had it intended. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think also similar to what you were saying when you were listening to Mel and you could feel what she, when, when you also articulated those words of being in a place where you felt like you were a zombie or a robot or like constantly raging to get out of your own body mm-hmm. and your own state, that took me back to a lot of my psyche in high school and college and early, early working years where I just felt like, yeah, I just kept looking to the external things. And there were just moments where you're like, I, I can't, like I, you were driving yourself crazy. Yeah. Right. And that, and articulating it as if it is like, it, it truly is an internal battle. And, and to say that finding peace within yourself is a thing that kind of like makes all of it better. I can completely resonate with that. And I can, I know that people are listening to this and like looking for that, <laughs> but also to hear you say that so that maybe another person at a job right now where they're not like loving or where they're like working towards that one goal and that they're feeling these feelings that they understand that maybe I can still like, it's not wrong to want what I want, Mm -hmm. but maybe I'm going to get it in a different way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say try not to put all your eggs into one basket. I realized that back in 2018, that be my one resolution was like a disaster waiting to happen because when you put so much pressure on yourself for one thing to happen and it doesn't happen, it will send you down like a very tumultuous path. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like, like you ladies were saying, I think I I did need that though to, to just wake myself up again Mm -hmm. and be like, yo, Helen, like what, what up? Like, why are you, why are you doing this? Like to yourself, to your body, like you gotta, you gotta revisit the things that matter most and the, the things that you value the most. So I will say also that like, if you do set these goals and, and you do like fail at them, these will and can be learning lessons for the future. I take that piece of information to my future and mm. I think about when I am in a, in a situation where I feel like a failure, I know that it's not a, a failure. Like I can actually, you hear this all the time where it's like failure is not failure unless you see it as failure or whatever, right? But like I really do see now failure as like, I'm just a work in progress. Like I will get, get over this. And I think it does take failure for you to sort of like have that perspective. So, yeah. And I will say also like from a personal perspective where I can, where, you know, we're like interacting so much over the course of the year, like I can see so much of a difference in you because we do a lot of these speaking events, right? So the three of us are the only three that hear each other repeat the same stories over <laughs> and over um, and talk about, you know, like, re- yeah, like reflecting on the same experiences, but you know, the difference between three months ago versus six months ago. And I will say, like, you sound so much more grounded and so much more, like, when you said that inner locus and and just, like, feeling balanced, like, I can see that in you. Like, there's this, like, wisdom about you now or, like, a sense of peace, you know, Mm. and a sense of comfort. So know that that has been really significant, yeah, and that you it is something that, like, is very observable to, I think, to the people close to you. Oh, feelings. Um, no, thank you, ladies. I appreciate that. And it, it, it feels good to just reflect back and just, yeah, and, and be thankful of where we've been and where we're going to go. Ladies, this was actually our final episode of 2020. Oof. Wow. Wow. What a year, huh? Yeah. I know. I can't believe, like, I mean, this was a huge, huge year. And, I mean, 96 episodes. I know. I can't believe we're we're inching towards 100. Yeah, we definitely uh, took a lot of time to talk about our personal reflections. And we're going to reflect on uh, ABG as a whole um, on an episode later. So, hope you guys keep with us and tune in for one just coming down the line. Yes. And our next episode, we're going to be talking about what our personal goals are for next year. Mm -hmm. So, tune into that. Yeah, but, you know, from the three of us, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us this past three years, this year, and joining us for our final episode of 2020. We hope this episode will inspire some of you to reflect on 2020 and set some resolutions for 2021. 
Um, I think, you know, luckily for us, for the podcast, it kind of just forces us to do these type of exercises to have something to reflect back on, you know, like the past three reflection episodes that we kind of referenced today. But we do encourage you all to also do the same exercise because we want you all to like really process this year. It was a heavy year and set some really positive you know, goals for yourself for 2021. Yeah. If I can maybe recommend something, sit down and take out a piece of paper and write a letter to yourself about the things that you've reflected on this past year and what you want to do for next year. And then take it out at the end of 2021 and just read back on it because it is a very cathartic feeling to see yourself and hear yourself from a year past and then also see how much you've grown. And also have a box of Kleenex handy. And don't forget when it hits the tan Kleenex, <laughs> yeah. you got to read. Have a couple. You got to get another three. box. Yep. <laughs> um, but again, thank you so much. Um, we do have a shout out for this episode. Um, and it's from David. And David says, my dearest Otter Half Jasmine, I am truly blessed to be with you. You are the most special person to me and you are my world. You make me a better person every day. I love you so much and happy anniversary. Aww. Otter, otter half. If anyone didn't get that, it's otter half. <laughs> and if you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, feel free to email shoutouts with an S at asianbossgirl.com and we'll give them a shout out. Again, that's shoutouts with an S at asianbossgirl.com. For links and codes to partners we shared in today's episode, please see our show notes. And for more partnership discounts, head to our website. If you want to support us, here are some ways that you can do so. Follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. This actually helps us out so, so, so much. And share this episode with your friends. I feel like the way that we get our podcasts out is through word of mouth, and that is the best marketing tool that we've had. So please continue to share with your friends. And if you'd like to support us through monthly donations to help keep this podcast running, you can do so at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl support or cop some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. We are also very active on social. Our handle is at Asian Boss Girl. If you resonated with today's podcast, um, let us know in the comments of our uh, IG post. Maybe share with us just a line of, uh, you know, summarize how your 2020 was. And you can also find us on YouTube. Um, we are now uh, pretty active. We have a couple of vlogs going. We have Dairy BG. Um, essentially, every Sunday, we'll have something out for you guys. So make sure to tune in. Look for Asian Boss Girl on YouTube. Last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all of her magic on our episodes, including this one. We'll catch you all on the next episode. And the next year. year. Yeah. <laughs> 2021, let's go. Here we ready we go. for you. Bye, 2020. Bye. Officially closing the door. Boop. Bye. Bye.